Hello and welcome to our podcast, Life in Law, hosted by ACOM Recruitment in connection with the Swansea JOD. I'm Michael Ives, Legal Recruitment Specialist, and with us today we have highly experienced Guernsey-based Dispute Resolution Senior Associate, Andrew Murphy. Thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. That was, that was a pretty glowing introduction. Um, so thanks for that. Um, yeah, really, really well, thanks. Um, it's, uh, we've been enjoying the weather a lot this week. It's been pretty hot over here, but it's, um, it's, it's cooled down a bit today, which is a bit annoying because I'm supposed to be playing in a small golf event this afternoon. So hopefully it, uh, hopefully we don't end up getting soaked. <laughs> That's typical. Um, I feel like most of Britain seems to be quite grateful that it's starting to cool down, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get that impression. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was hoping to start just by asking a bit about your journey, really. So how did you kind of get to where you are today? Um, well, a uh, pretty sort of uneventful route into the law. Um, so I studied uh, law at, at Cardiff, uh, graduated in 2000, 2008. Um, I, did, uh, I didn't go straight into the LPC, so I worked... Um, in a bank call center for a year, basically to, to pay for the LPC. But during that period, um, managed to get a training contract uh, with JCP in Swansea. I know you've spoken to one of my former colleagues there. Um, so that helped having that in place before I started the LPC. Um, then after that year, went went on to do the LPC and, and started the training contract straight after that. Um, so, I mean, it did, did a standard two years training contract. I didn't have any paralegal experience in, in advance, so I couldn't take um, time to count to, to do a shorter training contract or anything. Um, but I did uh, essentially spend 18 months of it in litigation or dispute resolution, um, and then six months um, in a mix of, of property and commercial, probably mostly property work it was, um, and pretty, well, pretty quickly realized during that I wasn't fit to do uh, property work, uh, non-contentious property work. So, uh, so, so we got back to litigation for the last 12 months of the training contract. Um, and it was, it was pretty varied, actually. It was, it was quite a big team then in JCP. There's still, there's still a, a big litigation offering there, I think. It's just that they've sort of um, divided it up into smaller teams. And that started, started happening when I was still there. Um, but it, it was a sort of broad team at that time. So I did a mix of uh, contentious probate, uh, general commercial litigation, debt recovery work and commercial lending recoveries, insolvency work and um, agricultural disputes, um, of all things, actually. Uh, but after I qualified, I mostly then sort of started to focus on insolvency, particularly after the first sort of year of qualification. I worked pretty closely with a, with a partner there who's a specialist in it. Um, so, so really sort of focused on that specific aspect. Um, he retired then at the end of 2016. So I sort of took over really a, a um, sort of head of insolvency, uh, position carried on, um, until uh, I was made director in April, 2018. Um, so yeah, that, that, you know, my, my main focus then was insolvency. I still did general commercial litigation work. Um, but. I uh, yeah the, the focus was re was really on insolvency work, um, and then later on in 2018, I, I don't know these things happened, but I started thinking about making a change. My uh, partner Jen, she also worked with me at JCP. She's a commercial associate, and um, we started thinking of other places we might like to to work. 
um, didn't really fancy a move to uh, a big city or anything um, and sort of just got chatting to various people the topic of working in Guernsey came up so had a look at where that was on the map um, and yeah started looking into it and then we started interviewing sort of really late summer 2018 um, made a pretty quick decision then and we, we um, sort of decided to move around about October that year and, and started in January 2019 with Appleby. Jen works here as well. She's a corporate associate uh, at Appleby. Um, so we, we started here in January 2019. And um, earlier this year, around about April time, um, I was made senior associate. Um, so that's, yeah, that pretty much covers it from, from uni to here. <laughs> nice, and, um, and going back to, um back when you secured your training contract. Do you remember the process you undertook to, 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 um, to get that? And um, do you have any tips for graduates looking for a training contract? Uh, yeah, I mean, to, to be honest, I'm, I'm probably not a great source of, of tips because it was such a, a simple process um, when I did it. It, it, was, it was basically a, a sort of 20-minute interview with a managing partner. Um, there, there weren't, you know, I don't think I, I could stomach sort of various rounds of auditions everyone has to go through now. Um, but it, it was it was really straightforward. It, it just had a had a short interview. I think they really decided if if they liked you or not. You know, I didn't really have I I'd, I'd done work experience, but I hadn't done any paralegal work. So I think they're just trying to get a, a sort of feel for whether you'd be a good fit for the firm. Um, and it was it was the same with Appleby. Really, when we moved here, they um, I, I they very kindly bring you across. Um, or they, you know, they, they tend to bring people across to have a look at the island. So I, st I stayed the night, uh, had a short interview, um, went out with a couple of the, a couple of associates after the interview just to sort of have a chat with them and you know ask the questions that you don't feel you can ask the partners and and that sort of thing. Um, they, they obviously try and get a feel for whether they think you you'd be a fit for the firm. Um, so so both of those were were really simple um, processes. I think so. Uh, I mean, like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't try and give tips for aspiring candidates i suppose the only thing just to just to bear in mind is i wouldn't be too um dejected if if you know one particular firm doesn't doesn't choose you because i i think a lot of it really is about whether you're a good fit you, you know it's not it's probably not it's not going to be a reflection on your credentials because they wouldn't have even interviewed you if they didn't think you were capable of doing the job attendant you know i think it, you know certainly the firms i've worked for it's, it's more about whether you'd be a good fit within the team yeah, that make that makes sense. I suppose you're right. They wouldn't bring you in if your CV wasn't up to scratch, would they? And um, and, and I wanted to ask um, so why you chose dispute resolution and litigation. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was so it was my first seat when I when I started. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I think I think I had sort of um, half an idea that I quite fancy doing commercial property litigation when I finished the LPC. I, I can't tell you why I thought that and. I think it's one of the few things that the firm did that I had no no real involvement in during the whole time, so that that didn't come to much. Um, but I, I did it for my first seat, and actually, I just really enjoyed it. And and I, I suppose that it was just because of the the sort of breadth of subject matter. Um, I, I quite naively didn't realise that actually, you know, you don't just sort of start your training contract and you do one particular kind of work. You know, it's very specific um, types of case constantly, as naive as that was, and and you know realize actually I, I get to do a variety of different stuff um and and that helps you you know helps you 
get through the day a bit more, I suppose, because you, you, you know, no, no two days are the same. And, you know, the variety of cases meant that you're dealing with all, all different types of people learning about different types of business. Um, so, yeah, I, I just found it um, really interesting. And, and then and my second seat in property, um, I, you know, I just, just didn't enjoy that as much. I also wasn't particularly good at it, I don't think, so that's probably why. But I, I just, you know, one, once I'd sort of been in the property seat for a month or so, I just I just really wanted to get back to litigation. So um, I remember actually I asked the partner in charge of the dispute resolution team at the time, look, can I, can I come back and I'll, you know, sort of volunteer to do some of the debt recovery stuff that people didn't really want to do just so I could have an excuse to get back there and, and do that. So I, I think it, it's, it's just a variety it offers, really. It keeps... Um, Perhaps I got a short attention span. I think perhaps it kept me entertained more than something else would have. Do you need to be um, quite thick-skinned to, to get into sort of dispute resolution? Because I have this mental image of you sort of being on the phone all day arguing with people. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I don't. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. I mean, it, yeah. Perhaps it helps not to take things personally. Um, I think uh, what, what you certainly what I find is that people who um, you know, a lot of people who deal with litigation can't think of anything worse than getting into an argument outside of work. Um, and you don't, to be honest, you don't really spend all day arguing. Um, you might you might write a lot of correspondence and, and draft court papers that are very uh, argumentative. But the reality is, you you know, the, I suppose the skill is actually seeing both sides of it so that you know what the risk is of uh, of ultimately, you know, not being successful with your arguments. So um, I think you probably more than anything, um, the ability to, to actually sort of look at things rationally and not be too drawn in by, you know, who shouts the loudest, I, I think probably helps rather than, rather than being thick-skinned. And do you um, practice in court at all? Yeah, so, so um, I mean, I, I attend court a lot here and, and certainly a lot more than um, I used to um, in the later years back in the UK. Um, I haven't got rights of audience here. So Guernsey, um, it's got a, it's got a, you know, some quirks to the legal system here. So you need to be a Guernsey advocate called the Guernsey bar to actually appear in court, uh, you know, and, and address the courts as an advocate. Um, so I have, I haven't got that yet. There's some requirements to do it. You, you need to pass the uh, Guernsey bar exams. Uh, and then you need to pass, um, there's a period you spend in Conn University in Normandy, and do um, some examinations after that. And you have to have lived here for two years um, before you can be called to the bar. Or, or actually, you might be able to if you've got um, you know, blood relatives here or, or, or relatives here by marriage, for example. But I'd, I'd have to have lived here for two years. Um, so I'm doing my bar exams um, in May next year. And then, all being well, if I pass those, I would do the bit in Con University the following September time. So... Um, all being well, I'd, I'd ideally like to be, I think I'd be called to the Guernsey Bar late 2021. Um, so for the minute, I, I attend court a lot, but I have to effectively sit behind advocates, um, assisting as I would as a sister in the UK, sitting behind counsel. Um, so in the UK, you tend to well, generalise, but I tended to instruct counsel a lot to attend hearings because, um, well, they were they were better at it than solicitors because you deal with different things during the day and it's it was often more cost effective but you would sit behind and, and obviously do the preparatory work leading up to the hearing so I, I effectively do that role here but actually because we don't have external counsel you can't sort of instruct a 
you know, a Guernsey barrister. There's not sets of Guernsey barristers that go for your firm. Um, I'll attend with the, with the advocates that I work with in the office, um, which is good because it means that actually, you know, I'll do, you know, with, with their with them the sort of drafting of the actual skeleton arguments and, and pleadings and things you wouldn't necessarily do entirely in house back home. So, actually, in terms of court work, my involvement in court work is, is has increased a lot since I've started in, in Guernsey. Okay, brilliant. And kind of what does um, your sort of day-to-day generally look like? Um, it, well, it, very interactive, really. Um, you know, we've got a lot on at the minute. We're, we're, we're really quite busy. So uh, lots of um, sort of drafting work and, and things on the you know, drafting evidence and pleadings, um, the standard sort of you know, court preparatory work you would do, lots of calls with clients, um, you know, a, a lot of our clients aren't in Guernsey. Um, so, you, you know, you know, tend to speak with them quite as quite regularly to keep them updated on everything. Um, lots of sort of internal meetings and discussions. It's very uh, collegiate here. So um, what I find is that you, you tend to work in, in small teams on matters, um, you know, because of the sheer scale of them usually, but it, it and, and that's been quite a nice change because um, I can't speak for the UK generally, but certainly back in the UK for me, you tended to have sort of one person on each matter, maybe having a, a trainee assist so they can get some good experience. But um, here it tends to be more collegiate in that you'll have a, a small team on it. So yeah, pr- pretty sort of interactive during the day, really, um, which is nice, you know, it's, it's good. And, and, you know, you tend to sort of bounce ideas off each other. Um, and then when, when, when there's court matters on, obviously attending court, um, at the minute, current circumstances, there's fewer client meetings, but um, you know the video meetings, like everyone, that that's become more popular. Um, and then in things like business development, you know, it, it's that slowed down obviously over lockdown. But um, what I have noticed here is, that, is there's a really big emphasis on business development, actually getting out face to face and seeing people. It's um, you know, Guernsey is a small place; you'll run into people, but actually they make a lot of time here to to actually go and see your clients, spend time with them whether that's, you know, playing sport, going for some lunch, something like that. So that's, that's been a nice change actually to do a lot more of that, you know, actually getting to know the people properly that you're working with. Okay. And um, I think a lot of people listening to this um, might not quite be aware of the hierarchy that you get in a law firm, you know, for example, solicitor, associate, senior associate, partner, depending on the firm, of course. What are kind of the differences in responsibility you found from being a senior associate down to when you were sort of a solicitor and associate, et cetera? Well, it, so the, the, the bandings, well, I can only speak for Appleby really out here, but I, th- I think a lot of firms tend to have the same bandings. So you'll have this, this paralegal roles, then you'll have associate, senior associate, counsel, and then uh, partner ab- above that. Um, now, they don't necessarily mean you have particular a, a particular qualification I, I think it's probably more to do with the fact that people come here from all sorts of jurisdictions you know in in our firm alone you've got people from south africa or australia um and and so it rather than sort of trying to give people their title their official title from wherever they came from you just fit within the these sort of bandings um so senior associate i mean I, i'm a i'm a solicitor um of england and wales i'm, I'm non-practicing at the minute um, but I, I sort of keep, you know, I'm, I'm kept on the roll there. Um, so it's, it's really then these bands are sort of go 
on the number of years experience you have overall and there'll be some part of it taking into account how long you've been practicing in Guernsey. Um, in terms of responsibility, uh, well, from, from my end, it's, you know, actually it's been quite nice because compared to um, my previous firm, um, you, you know, you tend to take on more resp- responsibility quite early for things like obtaining work or, or keeping hold of your own work, um, keeping on top of finances and things like that, uh, which is which is good. And actually, I think that's helped me coming here because perhaps if I'd worked in a, in a larger firm, city firm, you know, you, you tend to spend longer, you know, not having to worry about those sorts of things. So um, it's been good actually to come here and, and basically being able to just focus on, you know, the actual legal work part of it and, and not worry too much initially about, um, you know, where, you, where your work is coming from and that stuff. But by the same token, they do really help you get involved with that you know we're out you know meeting we, we meet with clients all the time and, and sort of encouraged to build our own networks so so yeah it, it's great um I, I can't i mean I, I couldn't say what the difference is between being a senior associate here and being in the uk i'd say if you're in a comparable firm in the uk I would, I would guess it's probably about the same you know your focus is still mainly on doing the the you know the day job if you like but you are sort of encouraged to start getting out there and, and and making your own sort of connections with people with a view to, you know, building your own workload in future. Okay. And how has COVID affected your work life? Well, uh, I mean, you, you might've seen on, on the uh, sort of news that how, I mean, Guernsey's reacted really well to, to this, this whole situation. So it went very early into, um, you know, complete lockdown. We all worked from home from I think the end of March to, the end of June until basically until the um, the island got to zero confirmed cases for I think I think a month maybe maybe not quite that long but till they basically satisfied themselves it, it, you know there was no risk to returning to work and and even then it was you know it's it's still a sort of voluntary thing we're we're back in the office but people can work from home it's 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 certainly become a lot more flexible since then people have realised that actually we can do almost everything we need to do working from home you know we were really busy during that lockdown period and, and and got everything done we had um you know a couple of a couple of pretty big matters in court which got dealt with because the court went fully digital uh, hearings were conducted by um, video conference so i think we sort of learned a lot that actually you don't you don't necessarily need to be present in the office to get your work done uh, per- personally I, I i mean i i'm in the office now back to normal now anyway just because i live a five minute walk away and i'd rather be in the office than you know have all my work stuff scattered around um scattered around our flat especially because jen would be working there as well and it was just you know three, three months you know we sort of it worked really well actually working in the flat but you know the, the ability to actually come to the office and not just have work stuff all over the place is uh, is, is a welcome change um so i think really um, the main thing is that we realize that you can be a lot more flexible with with where you do your work um, I, I was probably a bit pessimistic previously as to whether I could personally work from home have the sort of you know discipline to to get as much done at home as I do in the office and realize actually I did and if not I was probably a bit more productive because you don't you know lose time in necessarily you know people who have more of a commute than me that sort of thing you can actually be more productive with your time yeah, I think I think um, that's certainly the future, isn't it? Working from home, I think organisations are starting to realise that productivity actually, if anything, improves at home. And, and like you said, with the 
the commute being taken out of the fact that you can work a bit longer as well. So um, I think it's a win-win for the future. Um, but one thing I want to ask you um, before I let you go um, is, is why would you recommend working in Guernsey as, no, as an alternative to the UK? I'll sort of deal with the work aspect first. Um, for me, it was uh, a case of seeing if I could step out of my comfort zone a bit. I did did good work back home at JCP, but the, the work here at Appleby that I'm dealing with is just is vastly different in terms of the complexity and the scale of it. So it would have been easy to stay put for you know another 30 years, but I, I suppose I wanted to test myself a bit. And actually, that's so from the work aspect, you know, I'm, I'm doing more complex work that tests me a lot more. Um, and I suppose it's a case of personal pride, really, wondering whether you can actually do that scale of work. And, and so far, touch wood, it, it's going well, at, you know, and realizing that, that I can. So from the work aspect, if you're in a um, regional firm, for example, rather than a sort of city outfit or a large regional outfit, um, I'd recommend it because, you know, you, you can get um, access to really, really high quality work. Um, from, from the outside work stance, then it's just a really, really great place. I mean, if you, if you really like living in a big city, you probably won't like it because the, the main attraction tends to be outdoors activities, effectively. Um, again, I've only ever lived and worked in South Wales by way of comparison, but the, the, the work-life balance here is as good as people will tell you. Um, so whilst I, I definitely work uh, harder during the day because I find the work more challenging than, than my previous work, you know, I, during the summer I sort of play golf three to four times a week in the evenings after work. I think I've been to the beach more times here in 18 months than I've been to the beach, you know, in the, maybe the past five years living in in the UK I still think the Gower beaches are nicer than Guernsey's though although you could be shot for that out here um and and you know just get loads of activities in during the week you know we do a lot of cycling play squash and, and you know just generally spend as much time outdoors as possible um and also the restaurants are, are brilliant here they, it's sort of a bit of a um unknown I mean I didn't know much about the place at all but you know, shortly after moving here, you realise how how good the quality of restaurants are. So if you if you like outdoors activities, good foods, you know, and, and generally socialising, it's 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 a really great place to live. And, and you know, there's a really good sort of community spirit here. People know that a lot of people come here from from elsewhere. Generally, people are really welcoming and you know like to make you feel welcome here. Um, but as I say, it's it's definitely not for everyone. But as someone who's worked in in South Wales and lived in South Wales. I really enjoy it. And I think most people who get involved in that sort of thing in South Wales would as well. Sounds like you're um, getting commission from the Guernsey Tourist Board or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, well, at the, at the minute, the only people that can come here without, without self-isolating are people from the Isle of Man and we can go over there. So um, I haven't been to the Isle of Man, been to the Isle of Man but I think, uh, I think it's fair to say they're probably getting the better end of the deal with that, just in terms of the weather we, we get during the summer brilliant well i think that's a great place to leave things yeah thanks so much for your time manager i really appreciate it no problem at all thanks michael good to speak to you excellent and thank you so much for listening to the podcast um, we'll be back next week with more content take care thank you